0: Welcome to our podcast. I'm Ethan Whitehill, President and Chief Creative Officer at Crux, the unagency that fuels business growth. Here on To the Point, we get to the point with entrepreneurs and marketers who have transformed organizations by elevating brands and amplifying missions. My guest today is Andre Davis, a business leader and master connector with more than 20 years of experience advancing all corporate and community engagement. Andre is an executive at Built. Built. Built uses technology, software, and automation to create custom prefab interiors rapidly, cost-effectively, and sustainably. Outside of Built, Andre is very active on nonprofit and civic boards, where he really is in his element, giving back to the community and making an impact on people and organizations. Andre, welcome to the show.
1: It is good to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled.
0: It's great to have you. And I want to start here. You've worked in a variety of different industries, from publishing to banking to construction. How did that career journey prepare you for what you do today at Built?
1: There's a lot there. So sometimes when you pivot, it's it's not because you're chasing an industry or a career. Sometimes you pivot because one career may run its life, and then you get pulled into another industry. But at the end of the day, uh, what I was moving towards was purpose and why. What I can tell you is what I was doing prior to what I was doing in the middle to what I do today, it is still dealing with people. And I will always deal with organizations that are dealing with people. So my skill set is, is suited for that. And so I really, although they're different industries, I'm having virtually the same conversation. So it to me, it, 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 yeah, it's different. Um But I'm still interacting with people I've built significant relationships with, so it doesn't feel different to me. It just feels like I'm solving problems
0: differently. So what is that conversation typically?
1: One of the things about the pivot is I do believe, and and this, this I know will strike people a little different, is we get moved in our lifetime. We're careers, spouses, kids, different locations you are being rerouted constantly. And so when I pivot to me, the way I look at it and I lean in on this, is this is just another reroute towards my purpose. And so the conversations are the same in terms of, I'm always interacting with CEOs and I'm always trying to figure out what do they need? And if I'm in an industry that can serve that need, oftentimes we're able to do that. I also believe that just because you don't financially benefit from that service, you still should help because you're there for a reason. And they've expressed the need. Why would you walk away from that? And what I've seen from that is if you want to build your relationship capital, be service focused first. And there's an old saying, if you want to gain power,
0: give it away. Let's talk about then how you're applying those skills yeah. Built today. So
1: first, tell us what is Built? Essentially, what Built is is an interior construction company that's leveraging uh, innovation and technology and prefabricated solutions to build the interior of a space very differently. So not a lot of skilled trade involved in what we do, a lot of automation through CNC machines. And what we have found from that is clients are looking for something different. And when I came into the business, one of the things I wanted to do was to figure out how do they drive revenue? How does built drive revenue? Who are the people they need to interact with to drive revenue? And then what is our conversation like, right? And so we did all that, and I did a listening tour when I finally came to work, and and because and I thought I could help them, I really thought I could help the business grow, and gain sort of the visibility I felt like we needed in the marketplace. And you know, we we have a perception problem, right? Um, there are people that think um, we are furniture, which we're not. There are people that think that built using partition walls to construct things we're not that. And any business has to evolve. You can't sustain your life if you don't evolve. So what I began to do was clean up some of the things that I think were misperceptions by listening and asking, right, what do you think we are? Would it shock you if we weren't that? And then we've evolved here. And then because of my access to people, they wanted they were intrigued and they wanted to know more. And I just feel like things are changing so rapidly. We've got to get out of the business of dumping product and leading with product first. We're still dealing with people at the end of the day. And when I said in the beginning that my, world ha- my role hadn't changed, it hadn't because what I'm still doing is listening. And there's two parts of listening. There's listening and there's active listening. A lot of people listen to respond. I'm listening because I'm trying to figure out what is the challenge in the business. And if I can get that out, then we can begin to talk around what areas and what have you done to solve those problems? We may be a fit for that. We may not be a fit for that. And I do think it's okay to say you're not a fit. I do. Because if you're, if you're everything to everyone, you really have just commoditized the business, right? And so you've got to be disciplined and look for the long-term effect of what that, those decisions on the short-term, how do they affect you long-term? So that's what I brought The build was, let's think long-term. Is that really the best use of our internal, what I call our internal client, which is our employees? Is that the best fit for the product line, which is Dirt Construction, which has a whole different perception in this marketplace for a number of reasons? And, and then a funky name. And it's a, a Canadian name, and it just makes no sense to me. So I, I don't like the name, <laughs> but I think they're geniuses in what they created. All I tried to do was clean up that and begin to add clarity to what it is that we did, but then lean with a solving problem mentality. The product's fourth to fifth down the road because it doesn't matter. People think it matters in the beginning. It doesn't matter especially when you're talking to CEOs, they don't care. They really don't. We think they do because we have this really cool stuff. I'm telling you, I've been doing this 25 years. They do not care. Most times I'm interacting with people, I never bring up our company name or what we do. I authentically am curious about people and their businesses. And, you know, we just, we're getting that back a little bit. We're starting to put more of the human experience back into business, which is just, Awful for me to even have to say that. Mm-hmm. There's this theory called 21st leadership, 21st century leadership, that's coming back, and Simon Sinek and Adam Grant and Brené Brown are talking all about this work. Um, and I and I've subscribed to it because I came out of environments where they really cared about people, not just people that sat in seats. Yeah. Uh, because if you only care about the seat, you don't care about the body. So how do we get back there?
0: So summarize that. What is 21st century leadership?
1: So what it is is you're you're thinking about how someone shows up in your environment. Do they do they belong in the environment? Do you even know that they have issues in the environment? Um, what kind of trauma exists in the environment? And what happens from leaders is leaders won't ask because what they want to do is come back into the environment and pretend that there was no pandemic. So I do a lot of this kind of what I would say, thought leadership discussions with organizations that bring me in to, to talk to their companies. And the first question I will ask is to the group, how are you? And the first answer I get is, oh, business is really good. And I'll say, I never asked about the business. I really asked about you. How are you? What's interesting, every employee has trauma, and they range from small, medium and massive and monumental stuff to really minute stuff like my my kids don't have school Friday. Most leaders don't know because they don't even ask. They don't ask about the kids. They don't ask about, hey, you had to leave early. Hours. Is everything OK? They don't do any of that stuff. I'm telling you, that is at play. That's why last January we had 4.3 million people quit their job. We call it quiet quitting. We, we, we call it this great resignation, which, you know, there's tons of articles, 23 pages of Google pages of, of the great resignation. So it's a real thing. And that's speaking to the human experience in, in 21st century leadership. Good leaders are asking how are you? What do you need from us? What would make your life better? Um, all those kind of, and you're, then you're listening. Some leaders are saying, we want you all back in the office. We don't care what it means for you. People are going to resist that. And so I'm just trying to help owners understand there's a penalty for that. And if you're okay with losing people, then you should you should deploy that strategy. If you care about the people that work for you, that people have worked for you for 5, 10, 15 years, you may want to rethink that approach and go into what I call a, um, Um, A listening session, which simply means ask your employees what they need. If you look at the data, there are some people that think that employees want five days at home. That is not the data. The data says one or two, and they want autonomy in how they work from home. If you trust them, you shouldn't have a problem. And if you don't trust them, then you have a bigger problem. So that's where the 21st century leadership comes yeah. back in.
0: And then to tie built back into this, yeah. when they do return, you want to give them a place that they want to be in, you know, yeah. right? You want to give them the right environment so they can succeed. Yeah.
1: A lot of folks don't know. BILT is part of an organization that built the Johnson County Courthouse, which is a brand new courthouse in Olathe. We are the company that built Mariner Corporate Headquarters in Leewood. We're the company that the first prefab hospital in Leewood called Kansas City Orthopedic Institute. We're doing all the spider Care centers for Blue Cross Blue Shield. We just built Marty Bicknell's family holding company, 1248. We just finished up KU HealthCare's uh, expansion to, over, to open a park called Corbin Park Medical. We're around, you just don't know. And when you look at those spaces, those clients wanted something different. And we are something different. And, but that starts with a dialogue. We're also working with Kansas City University, which used to be Kansas City University of Medical Biosciences, and they expanded in Joplin, and we're on our third on our third project there. All of that started not from the product; it started from a dialogue with leadership. What are you trying to solve? What are you trying to do? And a lot of it was driven towards how they were building, the speed at which they could build, the uniqueness. When I when I think about 1248, which I, you know, Kristen and Chirose and Andrea and that team over there um, are just awesome to work with. What they wanted, they they're in 46 pin. What they wanted was a way to build out a space so that employees would want to come back to work. So you have retraction. We're going to work remotely. Then you have a company like that that says we're going to build something new and we're going to listen to our employees. And because we think we're listening, we'll build something they will want to come to. And they're doing that. And so it's just been fun for me not having any experience in construction, (laughs) which, you know, it's funny because when I, even when I went into construction, it's, I lead with my no experience in construction because it's not my lane. We have a whole team of constructability people Mm -hmm. that spend time in construction. You don't need me in that right now. I'm in the conversation. I'm in the meetings. I'm super quiet in the meetings, if, if you can believe that, because I'm taking notes and I'm sometimes construction. People don't connect the dots for clients that are like me to go. I don't know why you would even do. That, right. So I'm there to sort of close that gap. But I'm also there because I'm not good at handing off people to other people. If I brought you into our discussion, it feels off if I leave and you're now with someone else. You're going to have to build another. List. So I stay in the meetings even when I have what i would say and this is maybe not true no impact in the meeting
0: so if i look back through your career yeah. you know you have a, a 20 year history of corporate and community engagement and you know that would include i would say even this thinking around employee engagement which you're introducing here too what drives you to this what what's behind all that for you
1: here i am now doing what i do today sitting in boardrooms interacting with ceos solving problems great business reputation and if you saw how I started, which I really care more about how I st- to start than I do about what I do, because most people, when they see us, they feel like we're the finished product. Like if you to talk to someone that's in their career, I go, well, I can never do what you do. I felt the same way. But through my experience, remember the rerouting we talked about earlier? I got rerouted here. I got rerouted here, but I gained all that experience. And so all that experience that I gain allows me to do what it is that I do. And I think what drives me will always be legacy, my why, and my impact on people, whether that's in the nonprofits, which I spend a lot of time in the nonprofit sector, but also in the for-profit sector. If you, one of the greatest things that's, in terms of being with BUILT was when we did the University of Kansas Health System project, when you see leadership that walks around the space and they go, this is exactly what we wanted. And all that started with the conversation. And BUILT prior could never penetrate the walls of University of Kansas Health System. I have some good friends that say good things about me. So we had great conversations and we asked them a lot of different hard-hitting questions about what was important. And to see that come to fruition in real life and then see their reaction. You 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 know, there's no no amount of money that can describe what that feels like. And then on the nonprofit side, um, the amount of money I've driven to nonprofits just because I, I I'm passionate about the nonprofits I sit on boards of, right, and having an impact. But then also the representation matters, right? Because when I'm in conference room or boardrooms, no one looks like me. When I'm in working with the CEO, no one looks like me. And then you take an industry like construction that is not diverse, and you add me into it, and I'm super authentic. So when you see me and show up, and I just talked to Malia, I show up the way I show up. I don't shrink. This is the environment. If that environment doesn't like my authenticity, I'm out.
0: And I'm okay with that <laughs> you know we we talk a lot about um in addition to corporate branding, but personal and professional brands. Yeah. I think you're one and the same. your personal brand is your professional yeah. brand I, I don't see any difference in your your persona with those yeah. brands. Um, correct me if i 'm wrong but you're you're spot yeah. on and, I, and I'm <laughs>
1: proud of that because there was a time in my career where I felt like I couldn't fully unleash andre and, and that, is some, <laughs> that is sometimes that is sometimes a lot for people um. But when you when you operate in rooms authentically, you, oh, man, it's awesome. That's
0: huge. And then the brand that you're working with built benefits from your brand. I mean your your brand is is a part of that brand. so how if you can, yeah. uh, there's a challenge. can okay. you put can you put your brand in one sentence?:
1: Wow, That's the one sentence. No, I'm kidding that's, that's <laughs> not that. I've never been asked that. Um, I would say this. Approachable and always authentic, never arrived, humility, humbled, um, always eager to help somebody. Um, In fact, I I get more kicks out of bringing people together and stepping out of the equation than I do winning work. I just do. There's something magnificent about that. I have it happen for me a a lot, and it is part of why I have my my brand. Mm-hmm. It's because any time that anyone that I trust says I need to meet, it doesn't have to be a business reason. If if Scott Havens or Linda Ancott or Joe Goldberg or any of the people, any of the people that I'm around on a consistent basis, if they say, Andre, I need you to meet somebody, I say, when
0: and what time? You, uh, you epitomize Malcolm Gladwell's profile of a connector to Mm me, (laughs) you know, and, and, you know, there's, there's those three profiles, the salesman, the connector and the maven and to, to make things work, you need all three and, and you do a great job in that area. You've also been speaking about giving, you've been very giving of your time with podcasts. Shea Perry tells me (laughs) she did her homework and she said, you've been on a lot lately, um, so so why do you participate what's the power of podcast it makes
1: no sense for us to retire move away from the city or god forbid we pass away with all this knowledge if if you can share sort of the journey because i think again what people see is the suits you know you on a stage you doing a podcast and they think you just woke up and hopped on the stage and was on a podcast (laughs) they don't understand the the beat up moments in a meeting, uh, the errors you made with a client, the errors you made in your company because you didn't know enough when you were trying to figure out your craft. And we were we just leaned into working through the failure and failure is not really failure. It's a, it's a really a re- recalibration of where you're supposed to be. Right. We should teach kids early on what failure is. We don't. I wish we could teach athletes what failure is. And I, and I love failure. And I have failed a lot at built. trust me, the problem that people have is they won't lean into the failure and they want all the goodies without the failure.
0: Well, and that seems very consistent with the problem solver in you. Yeah. I mean, there's some big problems to solve and and that service is, is putting you on that path to, right. to help. Uh, so now I'm going to put your authenticity to the test okay, a little I'm bit. Ready. This is this is the time on our podcast when we uh, we get off the point. Uh, and I ask you my totally random uh, mystery question. I have a 20-sided die in my hand. I'm going to let you roll it. And uh, whatever comes up will point me to a question okay. that, that I'm going to fire okay. at you here. Are you here. ready? Yep. Okay. It's a nine. Okay. If you could save one material thing from a fire, what would you save?
1: Phone. That's the first thing that comes to my piece. There's so many things on that phone. I think it would be my phone. You said material. You didn't say human beings, right? Now, if there's human beings, then I would go. I want the audience to know I'm not just, shooting like the phone over my wife and my kids. The whole
0: time we were talking about you know helping <laughs> others, and now you're going after your family.
1: No, that's if true. my family's in there, of course it's my family. Yeah. But if they the, the one
0: material, um, one so material you one thing, material. you said material. I, it would
1: be the phone because yeah. there's you, you would need that to call for help and do all this. That's the first thing that came yeah. to
0: mind. And, and you know what? You're a connector, so it makes sense. Yeah, you I want did, to be yeah, connected.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that with police, and I did bring these people together.
0: So. Andre, this has been fantastic. Thank you for your time. We would love to have you back. And if, if folks want to learn more about Built, where do they go?
1: Builtinterior.com. Uh I'm all over social, so I'm easy to find. So you can you can find me there. And, and I, I, I look forward to interacting with people that, that I haven't met yet because that's part of what I do. Thank you very much. Thank you.